Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there! Welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth. I am Andy Last. This is my show. This is where I chat with people and have fun conversations and listen to awesome electronic music, synthwave, retrowave, all sorts of cool stuff. On today's show, we'll be catching up with Florence and keeping it 80s. And uh, Marco is actually not here this week. He had some uh, personal stuff to deal with and could not record, so he's fine, but anyway. Uh, so I got uh, Mike Mendoza to fill in for him, a.k.a. Hoo-Ha, and so we'll be keeping it 80s with Mike today, and he's got some tracks picked out, and that should be fun. So we'll uh, listen to a track here, uh, but first I should remind you that Beyond Synth is brought to you by Zencaster. That's zen e zen <laughs> That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, the best way to record your podcast in studio quality. Zencaster is a web-based program designed specifically for podcasters for recording uh, multiple people as a replacement for like trying to record people over Skype or other programs. Using Zencaster, you basically can join a chat and it will actually record separate audio streams for each guest. It records their audio stream from their end, so uh, it produces a nice clean signal and then it uh, puts all the audio into your Dropbox so you can edit the show. And I believe if you uh, sign up for the paid uh, Zencaster service, there is also some post-production services as well, which are pretty cool. So check out Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R dot com, and sign up and use the coupon code BEYONDSYNTH, all one word, to get 20% off. And so if... Uh if you do a podcast or you're thinking of doing one, uh, Zencaster is definitely the best way to go. It's, uh, it works really well. I use it for this show, and I recommend it. And use that promo code if you're going to sign up, because then they will, uh, they'll say, good job, Andy. And I'll be like, thanks, Zencaster. All right, let's listen to some music. Uh, what do we got here? Here's a track by Elixir. It's called Strange Stubborn Proud, featuring Kurt Harland Larson of Information Society. Hey, I remember Information Society. growing 
And that was Strange, Stubborn, Proud by Elixir, featuring Kurt Harland. Larson. Every every time I read that name, I always want to stop at Harland. Kurt Harland Larson from Information Society. And that, of course, was brought to you by my other sponsor. It's Retro Revolutions. And you can check out Retro Revolutions on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Nope, there's no Facebook. (laughs) Get a Facebook or don't get a Facebook because we've just been told to delete Facebook because of a major and very surprising data breach. You know how surprising it is? when a website leaks your data because it never happens and so it's really surprising when it does look retro revolutions man is uh, jared he's been a great sponsor to beyond synth and he does cool things he mods old electronics and does interesting things with them such as like uh, he turned a psp into a console version of a sony psp that like hooked to a tv with a controller and stuff i think he's working on a console version of a game gear right now and it's pretty cool because he actually like cracks open the devices and rewires them and and does neat things to them he's also uh working on a boom box right now for marco who uh who is not here today but uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a boom box that has like a playstation inside it he just does cool things like that so you can check him out just uh type in retro revolutions when you're on youtube to watch the videos and you can follow him on twitter at retro faith games and you can follow him on instagram at retro underscore revolutions so go do that because it's a cool thing to do do you know what i mean so let's uh do you want to listen to more music i like why i just ask as if someone's gonna (laughs) do you want to listen to more music Yes! Alright then. Well, I'll play one just for you, guy. Thanks, man! 
You're welcome. All right, here's a track from Vettelmo. I think I played a Vettelmo track like a month ago, maybe. Um, anyway, it's good stuff. Uh, this track is called Haunted by Vettelmo. That was Vettelmo with the track Haunted. And that was brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters, the Pattersons. And we've got some new patrons this week. There is Gus Velisic. Is that how you say that? V-E-L-I-C-S-E-K. Velisek? I'm going to say Gus Velisek. Uh, but if I'm pronouncing it wrong, dude, let me know, and I will correct it. And uh, thanks for your support. And then there's new donor Rohate. Is that how you say your name? Rohate Ganger? Ganger? Ganger. Rohate. You have an interesting name, dude. So you're going to have to write in and tell me how to pronounce this. It's R-O-H-A-I-T. Rohate. Looks like Rohate to me. And then last name is G-A-N-G-E-R. That could be Ganger, 
or Ganger, Ganger, Rohate. Hey man, tell me how I did, because I'd uh, I'd really like to know. And of course, there's my lovely twenty-five dollar Pattersons. There's Chris Dance, Gregorio Franco, Joey and Kendra, and Clint Dowling. You guys are awesome. Go listen to Gregorio Franco's music. I sent him a mug. And then they wouldn't deliver it to his house, fuckers. Because the people who print the Beyond Synth mugs, they won't send to a P.O. box. Like, they have to send it to an address. And then they, when it got to the address, they wouldn't deliver it. And so it's just sitting at a fucking post office somewhere in fucking Georgia. Now he's got to go fucking pick it up. I don't like making work for people. It's frustrating. Um, anyway, that's a little story about the uh, the U.S. Postal Service. And, of course, I'd like to thank uh, Jacob Wick with the 2288 and Frank Skanicki with the 1987. I imagine... Frank, do you follow me on Instagram? I don't think you would have been too happy about my last Instagram post because it was all about me making bacon. And Frank Skanicki is a Vegemite sandwich. He's always posting things that makes me feel bad about uh, eating meat because uh, they don't collect the meat so humanely. I just did air quotes and I'm <laughs> doing a radio show, but whatever. And of course, uh, the lovely Chris Celia Lane donating to Beyond Synth and walking her dog. I don't know what... <laughs> This is me pretending I know what people do. I don't really know too much about Jacob Wick, to be honest with you. Seeing as how many times I've said that name, I got a picture of him holding a Beyond Synth mug. So there's that. Do I know anything about Clint Dowling? Am I supposed to? (laughs) You know, a lot of, there's a lot of successful Patreons out there and I watch their videos and they literally like, you know, people donate and they thank them once and that's it. Meanwhile, like, I thank people every week. So I feel like I'm developing these, like, personal relationships with these names I read. And then when I start to think about it, I'm like, do I really know anything about these people? I know Joey and Kendra are a couple. I know Gregorio Franco makes cool music. I know Chris Dance works at a place. Oh, and he's got an arcade machine in his house. Is that Chris Dance? And a motorcycle helmet. And Frank Skinicki is a vegetarian. And Chris Elia has dyed red hair and a lovely smile. And Fraser Davidson has been gathering data on the Beyond Synth show and giving me spreadsheets that says all the songs that are played and stuff. And I look forward to finding a use for that. And also, Fraser Davidson sounds like one of those newscasters from the BBC. He's got a very, like, well, you know, like he's got a voice like that. I'm Fraser Davidson. There is only one way to make a perfect cup of tea. The Fraser way. Anyways, thanks guys uh, for supporting Beyond Synth. Man, it means a lot to me. So uh, let's listen to some more music and then maybe we'll go chat with Florence. So here's a track from Color Theory. This was actually the one I was going to play several weeks ago, but then he sent me his new track right as I was putting out the show. So I was like, okay, I'll drop that one in instead. So here's a track uh, that I enjoy from Color Theory. This is For Good off the album Perfect Tears. Eyes clenched, preparing for the worst. A pessimist. 
just as always on alert Your life has had a share of tragedy But standing guard takes too much energy
And that was Color Theory with the track For Good. And uh, that's a nice song. It's his tracks like that that sort of give me that Martin Gore vibe from Depeche Mode. He knows it. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy that one. It gets uh, stuck in my head. And that, of course, was brought to you by my lovely uh, Patreon donors in the $10 Club. Well, I talked about Fraser before, but there's Blake Peterson, Ken Giroux, Martin Larby, Hexenwork, Digital Dreams, Power Loader, Trevor Resnick. You know, I should say it was Trevor Resnick that hipped me to that Takuro Spirit song that I played last week that seemed to be like the the star of the episode because everyone really enjoyed that. So uh, thanks, Trevor, because it makes it look like I like am this awesome dude at finding cool music, but sometimes my listeners send it to me and I go, that is cool, and I take the credit as being the person who discovered it, but it was actually Mr. Trevor Resnick. And then there's Poly Digital, Elias Garnier, Murat, Playmaker Media, Mike Shima, Ashley Keegan, Greg Smith, fucking Slunks, Joshua Evison, Will Lowe, Winfield, and Colin Bennett. Thank you all for your support of Beyond Synth. And if you want to support Beyond Synth like those awesome people, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash beyond synth. In fact, I just saw a picture of Colin. He was uh, like doing a DJ set at, at some event for Ready Player One, the movie. So that was cool. Because, you know, Colin is FM84. So see, that should tell you something, too. When awesome artists support Beyond Synth, you know... Something, something. I don't know what it means. How about this? Let's go chat with Florence Bullock and, uh, yeah. We're getting caught up with Florence Bullock. All right, well, we're catching up with Florence. Hi, Florence. Hey, Andy. How's it going? It's going okay. We haven't talked in a while. How's it going? Yeah, it has been a while. It's okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How's, how's life in L.A.? Um, it's all right. It's been kind of rainy here. That's good, though, isn't it? It's good, because we need the rain. There's this constant drought that's been ruining everything, so it's good when it rains. But it's kind of annoying, because nobody knows how to drive in the rain. Well, you know, uh, you put skis on the front of your car wheels, right? And then you sort of, like, you you water ski, and then you get to work right on time. Is that correct? Yeah, even faster, too. My thing is all about turning frowns upside down. That's always been my thing, like, my whole life. And so I figure if it rains and and you're not prepared that there's some silver linings playbook where you can sort of find some way to, you know. (laughs) I couldn't keep that going. Well, you know, rain, rain is good. Yeah. Rain, rain is usually okay. And as the crow said, it can't rain all the time. All right. (laughs) That is something that he said. There's actually a song he sang, and then and then the little girl was like, she knew it was really him when he said that. Oh, God. Because I was in his song when he was still alive, but then when he was the crow, it's like, can't rain all the time, and then he like flew out the window, and she's like, Eric? Oh. And then she knew that Shit. she knew that the crow was actually Eric Draven. I gotta watch that movie again, because if we're gonna talk about the crow all the time, <laughs> I have to be able to, to make... To understand these references, and I forgot. I haven't watched the movie in years. Well, I haven't watched it in years either, but I mean, it is one of my favorites, but I've said this a billion times, so I'll say it very, very quickly. I used to have a whole bunch of movies on rotation, so it was like, you know, every year I would watch, you know, this list of movies. Not like a nerdy list where it's just like, all right, well, we 
we've watched Heat this year. Now what's next? But you know, it just it just worked out that way. But mm-hmm. then once I discovered Amazon, that's where I really built up my Blu-ray collection. You know, when I first joined Amazon, there was like all these sales and all these Blu-rays for like seven bucks. And <laughs> now, mind you, I didn't realize at the time that when Blu-rays first came out, like some movies, it's not that they were rushed, but that like the quality isn't always the best. All right, so so with Terminator Two was one where like the Blu-ray came out right away, but then a lot of people were complaining about the transfer, mm-hmm. saying that the Blu-ray transfer wasn't like great. So then I weirdly I never bought Terminator Two of like all the movies. Like it's so strange. It's like even when I had VHS and then switched to DVD, like there's all these movies that I would always own, and it's weird to me that I have this big shelf of Blu-rays and like Terminator Two isn't one of them. <laughs> but that's because every time I read reviews, everyone said the transfer was bad, and so I was waiting for like an updated. Blu-ray, you know? Mm-hmm. Why Why am I saying this? Oh, yeah. So so now that there's this big <laughs> shelf of movies, I used to just own, you know, like 20 movies. And so, like, it was a lot easier to pick which one to watch. But now I just... It's like Netflix. I just look at the shelf and I go, oh, lots of things there. And then I just opt to watch nothing. It's too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's my problem with DVDs now, too, because I don't... I haven't bought a DVD in years. Or DVD or Blu-ray in years. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll buy, like, if it's like a Star Wars thing, I'll buy a Star Wars thing. But, like, it's hilarious because I feel like when I was really little I used to get some sort of satisfaction with like putting like a disc into a player and like playing it that way Mm -hmm. and but now I'm just so lazy and I don't I'm like dude if I have to play this DVD or Blu-ray I have to get up off my couch turn on the Blu-ray player find the the DVD or whatever disc I want put it in and then I have to go through all the menus and everything when I can just stay here on my couch and go watch a thing on Netflix. Yeah, there's something about the ceremony of of watching a film and doing all those stuff. Like, I find if I do have a Blu-ray, mm-hmm. I'm more inclined to actually watch it. Oh, yeah. Uh, once, once I put it in the machine, as opposed to when I'm on Netflix, like, I'll just stop a movie. Like, I didn't used to do that when I was younger. Like, once yeah. a movie was on, I would be in movie mode. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, if it's on Netflix, I'll just like, yeah, just pause it. And like, oh, I'll watch the rest tomorrow. Like, I don't even care. Whereas, like, I feel like the ceremony of putting a Blu-ray in and, and pressing play and actually watching it really makes me go like, okay, we're, we're it's movie time. Yeah. It's movie time. True. Yeah. The, it's <laughs> And I say it in that voice, too. It's become more of a casual event watching movies. But hey, man, I've watched, um, I was going through watching a bunch of things because I, I, I rewatched the Godfather trilogy oh. and I watched Casino the other day. See, I'm, I'm big into watching those old like crime movies, mm-hmm. but hey, we're catching up with you, man. So what, what have you watched in the past few weeks? I got one of my listeners upset with you over the keep. Because, really? Yeah, because they they think it's good. Oh, but uh, <laughs> well, did you watch it yet, Andy? You still got, you still have to watch it. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Was it Jeff Harrington? He said, uh, "Don't worry about whatever that Florence Bollock says." And he wrote your last name as Bollock, like B O L A C K. Of course, he did. But- <laughs> <laughs> It made me laugh, but I, I don't know. Like it, from everywhere I've seen, I don't think I've I've really seen anyone review that movie like too positively. Like even the people who like because I, I watch lots of reviews online, and everyone who who says anything positive about it also has to add the addendum of oh by the way the movie's a mess. Like yeah, no, like we talked about, there are some cool scenes. Mm. Collectively, it didn't make a good movie. Yeah, no, I understand. There you go. It happens. Yeah. But listen, you know, we're we're not talking about that. I find what what's been happening lately is, you know, when I talk to you and I talk to Marco, 
we'll talk about a thing and then I'll end up watching the thing and then so there's one episode where there's the review and then somehow we end up talking about it more in the subsequent episode yeah same happened with Marco like he watched 10 Cloverfield Lane and we kind of talked about it for a few minutes and then and then I watched it and then we end up talking about it again I'm like what sort of show is this like for the people who actually like listen and pay attention just like you wait two weeks and then they're talking about the same fucking movie again like well there's got to be a follow-up episode if you haven't seen it yet andy you I should guess. no well, you we should will watch it we'll follow and then it. we'll talk about it more and we'll annoy more people yeah i bet you anything though when i finally see the keep my favorite scene is still going to be that scene that i watched on a loop like on youtube i'm sure because that scene is awesome and i'm just like can any scene be cooler than that but anyway so what's uh what have you uh what have you watched man what what, what are we Ooh. catching up with today well Figured we'd do some more Star Trek because I'm deep into Star Trek right now. <laughs> so when we first started this segment, you uh, were watching, you started watching classic Star Trek because you were going to get into next gen. Mm-hmm. You talked about the first season. So now you have officially finished the OG Star Trek, the original. What, what do they call Star Trek, the, the original series? Like, does it have a... Just Star Trek or Star Trek original series. Okay. That's it. Because with Doctor Who, they call the old Doctor Who the classic series. And I think last time we talked, I may have called it Star Trek the classic series, but I don't think that's what Star Trek fans call it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I've learned a thing here today. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just either Star Trek or Star Trek original series. That's it. Nothing too fancy. All right. Well, then let's do that. But first, let's listen to a song, and then we'll uh, and then we'll go into Florence's review of Star Trek: The Original Series. Is that cool with you? Yeah, totally. All right. So here's a cool track by Ellen Replay. Uh, I played a track uh, from this person a while ago. I think they're also known as Svarmud. Which has got some weird circle over the A. I forget what language that is. Anyways, uh, this is Ellen Replay with the track On The Run.
And that was On the Run by Ellen Replay. And that's a cool track, and I like Ellen Replay. It's a nice pun, and I'm fine with it. And I'm here with Florence. Yep, still here. And you're going to talk to me about some classic Star Trek. Although, I was thinking we should probably at some point talk about, um, because you've been like, playing some music and stuff and going on some shows in in your area. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about Star Trek first because I don't want to annoy any nerds. But uh, yeah, because that's the thing, right? Because I mean, obviously you you make music and stuff. You've been working on new stuff? Yeah, it's happening. What's been going on? So is anything ready? Because you haven't sent me anything. I was was just assuming you would just send me things. Is there things? Not not quite. Okay. I'll get there. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about Star Trek. All right, man. So once you finished the original series, how did you feel about it as a whole? I I liked it. I really did. Um, and everyone was... I, there are so many people who were telling me that the original series was awful. And I mean, for today's standards, yeah, it's not that great. But it was a big deal in the time. It was the 60s. So like, what would you expect? The first season was definitely my favorite. Second season and third season especially the third season got like super ridiculous and it just it was kind of like more of a rehashing of similar themes of episodes i can mention a few episodes that were all ridiculous and kind of memorable to me I, i'm just curious though from your point of view what does it mean that star trek gets sort of more ridiculous as it goes on like like silly well, like wh- yeah, sort of silly. I mean, let me go through some episodes. And Are you th- going to tell me about Tribbles? Of course I am. We're definitely <laughs> going to talk about the Tribble episode. That's all I know about old Star Trek is fucking Tribbles. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I kept seeing memes from old Star Trek of like Captain Kirk in a sea of these furry things. And I didn't know what the reference was. And someone's like, oh, yeah, that's the Tribble episode. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> and I got, I got there. So that was probably the most absurd one. But there are some other really absurd ones. Can you just tell me about the Tribble one? Because I've never watched it. Like, <laughs> what's is, is the deal just that they're like cute furry balls? Are they meant to be menacing? Is it like an actual problem with the show's production? No. Yeah. They're they're cute furry balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they go to some space station, and there's this guy who is selling just kind of various artifacts from different places around the the galaxy. And he sells, I think it, he sells Uhura, who's the communication manager. She's he sells her a triple, and he's like, oh, they're really good pets and everything, and they're great. And then she notices that all of a sudden they're two of them Mm. and they keep multiplying and eventually they're like all over the space station and then all over the enterprise and it's this really ridiculous thing and then like there's the like the point of the episode is they're trying to get some sort of grain to help some planet i forget the the specifics but they need a grain to help a planet And so they're transporting this particular grain. And then what happens is the Tribbles, since there's so many, they end up like inside of the ship and in like the machinery and everything. And they end up eating the grain. Mm. But what happens is that they find that all the Tribbles where the grain was and they're like, oh shit, we're fucked because we don't have this grain to save this planet anymore. But all the Tribbles who ate the grain ended up dying. So they're like, oh wait, so this grain is actually poisoned that's good that we know this. Thanks, Tribbles. And then they end up 
I think they end up transporting all of, or like beaming all the Tribbles to a Klingon vessel at the end of the episode, and so all of their Tribble problems are gone. So that's pretty much it. (laughs) So were the Tribbles, like, did they bite people, or did they literally just... No, they're just... Nice little creatures who multiply. The like the most. I think the most annoying thing about about them is that they just multiply. Tribbles. So why does everyone think that's so bad? I mean, it just sounds kind of like not great. But I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Do people think that it's terrible? It's a thing. It's clearly a thing among Star Trek fans to talk about Tribbles at that being like some sort of low point. I think the point is that it's just ridiculous. Is it like a comedy episode? Like, do they play it off like musically where you know that they're being silly and that it's silly that there's Tribbles on the ship? Yeah, I mean, some episodes are more serious than others, and I don't think it was an episode where anyone's lives were in danger. Right, okay, yes. So it was kind of, it was a more lighthearted episode, and... Nobody was in like super, except, you know, they had to save this planet or something. But like, other than that, like there was no immediate danger to anybody. It was just, oh shit, these triples are are multiplying and oh wait, they're all dead. What sound do they make? Do they make a sound? Oh fuck, I forget. It's been a while since I watched that episode. I could (laughs) rewatch it, but I don't know if I want to. I'm just glad that you probably came here with a list of things to talk about and I'm going to drag it to Tribbles. (laughs) Well, you know, it was, I was going to talk about the Tribble episode. Don't worry. So yeah. we got that over with. I was worried. You have no idea, man. <laughs> Were there are there any other original Star Trek series things that you've heard of? Tribbles is the only thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. So now now it's your free range here. Free range triple. Oh great. Okay. So yeah, I think that was season two. Was that season two? Yeah. Probably. Have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? Yes, once. Did you ever get the card that says Vulcan Sex Madness on it? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's a card. I've played Cards Against Humanity a few times, and I'm like, what? what's going on here? Like, what does that mean? Is it like some Star Trek reference, or is it just some stupid thing that somebody made up? Well, it's kind of a Star Trek reference, because the first episode of season two, which is called A Muck Time, so Spock... He gets all like kind of agitated and like tries to play this like weird thing down where like he's clearly like sick or something and no one knows what's going on. But they find out that his problem is that every like however many years or so Vulcans have to like go back to their planet and mate. And if they don't do that, they die. So he's in like mating mode and he has to go back to the planet. So Captain Kirk obviously like doesn't listen to Starfleet, goes against Starfleet, goes to Vulcan to save Spock. So he has like a mate that's chosen for him and he has to go and maybe leave Starfleet, but he doesn't want to do that. But then his chosen mate doesn't like Spock. She's like, okay, well, we have to do this thing where two people fight. So somebody has to fight Spock as a champion in order to like win her love pretty much. But of course she chooses Captain Kirk to fight Spock. Uh. And it's this whole ridiculous thing. And then Spock is winning, but Bones has to come in, give Kirk an injection. He says that it'll like heighten his like physical ability, but it actually like makes him appear dead. And it's a fight to the death. So then Spock is like, oh shit, I guess I I won. I killed Captain Kirk. Oh, oops, right? And so, Mm. but it turns out that Kirk is fine. So that was another ridiculous episode. Vulcan sex madness because he has to, yeah. So does anyone get fucked? You know what? I don't 
think so. Why would his sex madness go away? That's, Why didn't someone give him a wank? Like I, this is what I don't understand. Actually, were these the questions you were asking? Why, why didn't someone like jerk him off? <laughs> <laughs> you think they can't conjure something like that up on Starfleet? Like they have all these machines that like make food in the hollow deck and stuff. You think yeah. they'd be like, his Spock is like, you know, Captain, I feel funny, and it's like, oh, just go into the hollow deck and I'll like load up the fucking boner program. <laughs> You know the boner program? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. They resolve boners in there. And I feel like if that's all Spock had to do, you think the logical thing, and I'm doing air quotes here, would mm-hmm. be to uh, go to like some sort of red light district planet. Yeah, you know. Get a space prostitute or f- fucking <laughs> fuck one of them tribbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I want to listen to some music. And then we'll we'll keep talking about some classic Star Trek here. I want I often wonder what the artists think when I play their songs and then they go they probably go through the episode and listen to where I played their song and like right before I throw to their song I just make some joke about Spock having sex with a Tribble and that <laughs> that that's an appropriate way to segue to their music. Oh, I would be honored. So, uh, I'm actually playing another one of these uh, Michael Oakley remixes because uh, he had that remix album that came out. It's still out, and you can go check it out. And myself and and some other people, we voted on uh, the best ones, but then I said I was going to play some of the other ones that I picked that didn't make it to the remix album. Uh, this was, And these were all rabid in the headlights. And this was a track that I thought was good. Uh, it didn't make it to the remix album, but I enjoyed it. Um, this is the Nostalgia 85 remix of Michael Oakley's track, Rabbit in the Headlights. It's gotta be me There's no way Someone else could feel this way I feel about you And we're free To be what we want And touch the sky together Before you came around I was drowning in the depths of despair And then when you finally came It's funny you were running 
And that was Rabbit in the Headlights, the Nostalgia 85 remix. And you can't find that anywhere but here or maybe on his SoundCloud page. <laughs> but uh, I thought that one was good. It's got this cool little catchy sound in there. This It's like it reminds me of the 80s. <laughs> Anyways, I'm back here with Florence. We're talking about Spock, sex madness. <laughs> Did they establish, does, does the female have the sex madness too or just the dude? No, they didn't establish that. I, you know, I feel this like I just have like to... a space metaphor, like a Star Trek metaphor for blue balls then? Is that like... Maybe. You know, I should read up on this. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I feel like I don't know enough. Just read up on blue balls. <laughs> those are great. Let me type, type that into Google right now. Yeah, it's a great thing. Um, it's one of those lovely things that happen to guys. So anyway... <laughs> no, let's talk are more about done? this. Are we, <laughs> <laughs> are we done talking about Vulcan blue balls? Yes. And Vulcan sex madness? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'll read up on that and I'll, uh, I'll confirm some facts for next time. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, everything makes sense. There was another episode and it's I'm just like I'll just go through the ridiculous ideas of these episodes sure. because honestly, I watched so many. I kind of forgot all the details. Mm-hmm. So bear with me. But here's one you might like, Andy. There's a <laughs> there's an episode called A Piece of the Action. The the crew goes to a planet where the entire planet is run by basically like the 1920s mafia. What? Yeah. Was this like one of those things where, like, they needed to use sets from, like, another TV show or something? Maybe, because they were clearly on, like, a 1920s-looking set. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, we need to fill uh. up episodes, and they're already filming some gangster show, like, on the other lot, yep. so they just... So it's not Earth? Like, they're not back in time? It's actually, like, a gangster planet? It's a gangster planet. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So they get there and they're like, wait, why does everybody on the street have guns? And so they like talk to more people and they find out the leader. There are like two factions, but they model their society off of a book that's called Chicago Mobs of the 20s. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. And they have this book like on a pedestal and they like kind of worship it. They don't understand how they got the book, but it's just there. And that's how they model their society because that's the only thing that they know. And Mm. so anyway... There's stuff like that. I think they just kind of like talk to each faction of the mafia and they, the crew kind of just makes a, an agreement with them. I don't know. I don't know how it turns out. <laughs> There's another, you know, it, it, like everything like, like, resolves. <laughs> everything always resolves. Yeah. Like, you know, much as much about this as I do and you watched it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> g- give me, Andy, I watched 80 episodes of this. Okay. Yes. No, I understand. I'm not... <laughs> you did a tremendous thing. I'm not taking that away from you. <laughs> I have a terrible memory <laughs> yeah. as well. So there's there's also... There's another one called Cat's Paw where there's like a lady turns into a cat. And it was like the Halloween episode. Nah, wait, like a, like a cat or a person in a cat costume? Oh, no, it, an actual cat. Okay. Yeah. So that was season two. Now we go to season three and that even gets more ridiculous. There's an episode where Spock's brain gets stolen and they have to figure out how to like... <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I'm not even making I couldn't make this up How do they take the brain Out of his head without surgery Yeah There's some society That has the technology To take a brain 
and then like the question is like how do they get the brain back into Spock's head Mm. Bones figures it out you know whatever (laughs) alright I gotta see that one that sounds awesome yeah no that's good it's good go watch the the mafia one and the and Spock's brain getting stolen it's it's great there's another one where they go to a planet and there's this society of people that it's based off of Native Americans Mm. and Kirk falls into like a weird hole in this device temple looking thing and he loses all his all of his memories and he becomes a part of this like Native American tribe for two months <laughs> and he ends up marrying this priestess and like gets her pregnant. Nice. And <laughs> this happens. Why did I just say nice to that? <laughs> I'm trying to be like stereotypical dude during this episode. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> It's, oh yeah, it's all super ridiculous. There's another one where they end up in a planet and they have to like do this Wild West like shootout at the OK Corral thing. Mm. Oh, this is a good one. There's a stolen ship and in the stolen ship, there's a bunch of these hippies. They stole the ship because they want to get to a planet called Eden, which like nobody believes actually exists. Are they like 1960s hippies? Yeah. Because, you know, it's the 60s. You got to keep current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy like playing music and singing random songs and being all weird. It's great. So anyway, they take him aboard the Enterprise. They figure out the leader has like some virus. So they quarantine the leader. And then the rest, like the rest of them, they're like trying to figure out how to like get the leader out so they can like keep looking for this planet. So they talk to everybody on the ship and get them into their cause and become hippies also. And they put on a concert and then Spock plays his Vulcan loot. That's a thing. <laughs> That's also a thing. Um, not the first time that he plays it. I think he plays it in some other episodes too. Have you ever watched the music video where Leonard Nimoy sings about Bilbo Baggins? You ever seen that? <laughs> no. What? What? What is this? What is this, Andy? <laughs> Alright, here's what we're going to do, okay? Yeah. We're going to listen to another track, and then I'm going to make you watch it right now. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so... We're going to listen to a cool track here from Laser Punk. This is off the album Death and Glory, and this track is called Speed Racer, featuring Quixotic.
that was Speed Racer by Laserpunk featuring Quixotic. That's a cool track from the album Death and Glory. Go check that out. I am here right now with Florence Bullock, who is watching or has watched the the entirety of the original series of Star Trek. And we're just talking about some of the sillier episodes. And now I am going to direct you, Florence, to YouTube, Uh where you are going to watch... Leonard Nimoy, The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. That's the one. Oh my God. What is this? <laughs> I can't believe I've never seen this. In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe fuzzy woolly toes. He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. I still don't quite Bilbo, get what this is. Bilbo the bravest little hobbit of them all. Do these kids have ears on? Yes. <laughs> but I don't know if they're meant to be like Leonard Nimoy, Spock ears, or Hobbit ears. Oh my gosh. What is this for? Ah, uh, something it's from a variety show. They just like to eat and be left alone. But one day Bilbo was asked to go on a big He just climbed a rock and now he's singing to a lady. <laughs> Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. I have no words. <laughs> I mean, he is running through the the story of uh, the Hobbit, so that's. I recognize that. Yeah. He battled a troll. He riddled with Gollum. A magic ring he stole. But anyway, I, we can stop it now. This is this is absurd. <laughs> well, I watched that. I don't know why I didn't know about that. To be fair, there's there's no reason to know. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I feel like that I would have come across that at least when I was heavily into that. Yeah, but you know, fucking Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Maybe I have seen that. I just didn't really understand what it was or how absurd it was. Yeah. I mean, it happens sometimes when there's something that's so silly. I think your brain kind of cuts it out like the same way that happens to some people when they're like victims of like violent crime. Yep. It's like it it hits that same part of your brain where it's just like, you know what? Let's not remember this. Uh, It's not going to benefit us in any way. What a wonderful analogy. (laughs) Yeah. Well... I chose to say violent crime. That was the way I've made this a little bit more palatable for people so they don't get upset. Um, so what else uh, What else do you got for me in Star Trek Town? So what was good? Do you still think your favorite episodes were from the first season? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And okay. I think the... I just, I enjoyed watching it just because it was ridiculous and it was kind of funny. You had to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt also because you can't, like, there's no way you can take this seriously. Oh, okay. So in the end of this episode with the hippies, Mm. they find Eden, but it turns out that the, all the plants on this planet secrete this acid that kills you and like burns you. So a bunch of them, a bunch of the hippies end up dying or getting these like horrible burns so mm. Eden didn't work out for them so that was the moral of the story is like man there ain't no utopia yeah I guess <laughs> it's a useful life lesson 
How did it end? Does that show have like an ending? Does it have a final episode or was it one of those shows that just has like a no. run of the mill finale no. and then they just canceled it? The last episode was just kind of a normal episode. It just kind of ends just randomly. They don't wrap up anything. The last mm. episode was called, I think, Turnabout Intruder. There's this uh, woman who I think is a doctor named Janice Lester and she's dying from radiation poisoning. I forget why they go down to wherever planet she's on, but she isn't as sick as she seems and she ends up getting Captain Kirk into this device so they switch bodies. Oh so like the final episode is like a body swap of the lady episode? Yeah. That's the final episode. Amazing. And um, <laughs> because she's not Captain Kirk and you know like Spock and Bones they all figure it out because he's not acting how he normally is. Um, so they eventually figure it out and they figure out how to switch the bodies back. But it's hilarious because there's this part where like Captain Kirk, who's actually like this doctor, Janice Lester, is like filing his nails, you nice. know, like they'd expect a woman to do in the 60s. <laughs> it was hilarious. Is it just full of that shit? Like, does he do like a funny performance like as a lady? Yeah, sort of. Like, you know, he checks his clothes all the time and, you know, looks in the mirror and make sure he looks okay what you'd expect from the 60s awesome <laughs> yeah so that was the last episode but there's another episode too where um it's called the cloud minders and i was just like are you fucking serious when i saw this episode because they go to this planet to get a substance called xenite because they need this stuff, Xenite, to halt some like botanical plague somewhere else in the in the galaxy. So they go down to the planet to like meet with the miners who mine this stuff, and they're attacked by them. But then like they're saved by this other this um, group of people who live up in a up in a city in the clouds, which they call Cloud City. <laughs> nice. Just you know. So I'm like, oh, I wonder where George Lucas got this idea. And not only is there like Cloud City, it's like cloud city above a mine so how did you feel about that how is their interpretation of of a cloud city <laughs> well um well the like the whole point of the episode was like the people in the city didn't like the people who lived on the surface of the planet because um they surface thought dwellers the surface dwellers yeah they call, i forget what they called them too they called them something but they didn't like them because they they thought that they were too simple-minded and that they couldn't live with each other because they were like basically stupid and and they, but it turns out that this stuff called xenite, um, the unprocessed xenite, secreted some gas that slowed brain functions. <laughs> ah. So then the crew of the Enterprise was like, hey, why don't you take these face masks and then everybody can be smart and live together. And so it was getting the idea of the episode was getting the two, like the cloud city people and then the surface people to live together. It was one of those. Yeah. 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 It sounds great. Oh yeah. It was great. So, so if I go back, if I had to watch like one episode of classic Star Trek, mm -hmm. which one do you want me to watch? The one where they go back in time and you have to kill that lady? Yeah. Yeah. Watch that one. Right. I would watch that one. <laughs> um, All right. Listen, we got to go. Do you, have, do you have more stuff you want to say? No, that's fine. This has been like a long Florence segment. Yeah. I mean, like basically every Star Trek episode is like there's a cloud in space that attacks them. They lose the ability to go to warp speed. Somebody gets sick and they like Bones has to come up with a vaccine or something and then Kirk goes crazy and then Spock either like starts being not a Vulcan or something. And then at the end of every <laughs> and they all figure it out at the end 
of every episode. And at the end of every episode, they all... It's Bones and Kirk making fun of Spock, and then it ends. That's pretty much it. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's the, the classic, or the original series of Star Trek, wrapped up in a nice little bow by Florence Bullock. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun here today. A lot of fun uh, and, uh, and it was good chatting with you. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. <laughs> Florence is not impressed by Andy's antics. <laughs> oh, I'm, or- I'm always impressed, Andy. Don't worry. Listen, it was fun. So what do, what are we going to talk about next time, man? You're starting to go into... Do you want to take a break from Star Trek? Or do you yeah. want to go right into next gen? Or do you want to... Did you watch any movies? Um, I did what? watch some movies. So we can talk about that. But I think I want to talk about the Star Trek movies. Because I also watched the four after the original series. I'm watching everything in release order. Ah, okay. And I want to talk about those because those were pretty excellent. Cool. Well, I look forward to that. We'll do that next time we we chat. How about that? That sounds great. All right, Bilbo Baggins. Well, it was a good week and uh, and I'll talk to you next time. Have fun in L.A. Thanks, Andy. I will. All right, and that was Florence, and that was uh, brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. There's the Rosconian with the triple seven. Hey, the Rosconian has upgraded his support. Thanks, dude. And then there's Skywolf with the triple seven. So now I got two people in the triple seven. Maybe I should come up with a theme song for that. I'll have to tell Mike to do that for me. And of course, my lovely donation of the beasts. This is the These are the guys that donate $6.66 because they are compelled by Satan. It's Moosenux, Rob Dyson, Street Cleaner, Orlando Rodriguez Neve, Till Wild, Straylight, Carm, Lucas Sabios, and Renton Brax. Thank you guys for donating to Beyond Synth. And yeah, we'll cap that off with little Polar Wildcat Studios with the 617. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. I should also say that I am going to be doing an upcoming listener call-in show. I announced it on the Patreon page, but if you want to be one of the participants in the call-in show, write to me at beyondsynth at gmail.com and just say you want to participate which will mean that we'll be recording audio it's like a phone call i'm gonna be doing an episode of that uh already some people have written to me and first come first uh, first come first kerm uh first come first serve for patreon no no fuck i'm saying that all wrong priority is for patrons so if you are a patron of beyond synth you will get priority but i need to fill a certain amount of slots and so if after, you know, like a few weeks, no one else has said they want to participate, then um, I'll let uh, the other people do it, all right? And that's just a fun little thing. I just, you know, chat with listeners of the show for a few minutes, and uh, it's a good time. We did one last season, and we're going to do one again. Now let's uh, listen to some, sh- some music. Here's a track by AD Hawk from his newest, I think this is from the newest one. Uh, this track is called Air, and in brackets, Tua.
And that was Eighty Hawk with the track Air. And then in brackets, Tua, T-U-A. I hope that's the real name of the song. Because he came up with this, this album like last year, I think. And or when was it? It was a while ago. Sometimes artists will send me, you know, the official release of the album with the album art and stuff. And then sometimes people will just send me like wave files. And they still have like the word like master in brackets on the track. And then I don't know like if that's even the name that ended up being the thing or it doesn't have the album. Anyway, but 80 Hawk's cool. And you can always go back and listen to the episode I did with 80 Hawk last season because he uh, makes some cool music. And that's, of course, was brought to you by my lovely $5 Pattersons. There's Ethan Hennings, Sven Bomanis, City Bat, Christopher Albert, Daniel Dexius, Star Nomad, Michelle Vasquez, Tim Ross, Neon Knox, Jared Glenn, Damian Rudies, Ross Pentland, Halla, Phil Clothier, Lee McConnell, and Zychorax. And you can help support Beyond Synth too by going to patreon.com slash beyond synth. So, should we just go and talk to Mike, or should we listen to another song? Decisions, decisions. We'll go talk to Mike. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Marco, And we are keeping it 80s with Hoo-ha I need to make a new theme song (laughs) So, just in case anyone's confused Marco is away on business Assignment? Is he away on assignment? He's got some personal shit to deal with (laughs) Is that the official line? Like, what is it really? Uh, He's got some stuff going on And he could not record this week Oh And so I said, fuck it I'll just, uh, you know We'll just do it with uh, my old pal Mike Mendoza So how are you doing today? Scared, frightened (laughs) Even though I'm laughing But it's real No, I don't want to open my door And find a bomb on my... uh front door porch so just in case people are listening to this later on uh because we're recording this like pretty soon before this episode airs uh right now there's all these like bombs going off in austin is that correct yeah there's been like four bombs that's now it's five today is actually five holy god oh it's crazy but i thought i thought was, the, i thought the news story of that was it blew up in fedex yeah but it seemed like the package was on its way to somewhere in austin right so i'm thinking that like they got it more at the source accidentally because it went off at the fedex place but they might have more leads just because of that it's all fucked up man so and they they have no like reason as to why people are trying to blow up austin right now no there was a singular one in the northeast quadrant then there were two that were really close to each other and they were theorizing that they could be racially motivated because the two people were they sort of knew each other but then the fourth one happened over the weekend, if you know, Sunday night uh, in Southwest Austin, which is totally like in a different neighborhood. And then today, this morning, there was a fifth one at the FedEx place in San Antonio on its way here. How powerful are these bombs? Powerful enough to injure the two people who died. I think the one lady who died died on the spot. But the first guy, he was taken to the hospital and he died at the hospital. But then everyone else was uh, just injured. Like a 17-year-old kid was injured. Another guy was injured. And then the last last bomb on Sunday night, two guys were walking by and it seemed like this bomb was different because most of the bombs were left on people's like, you know, in front of their door like an unmarked Amazon type box. Right. And like they had little uh, trip wires so that you, if you just touch the box, it would just explode. That's what one of the details was. And so these guys on Sunday night, they were just walking through the neighborhood, I think walking the dog or something and they hit a trip wire 
and uh, triggered a bomb somewhere just like random suburbia. What? Yeah, it's crazy. It's just, it's bonkers what's uh, what's going on. It was all going on during South By. Now South By is over and we're still dealing with this, so. Did someone plant like a whole bunch of things and like, so there's still like bombs to be discovered? Like, is that what's happening? See, the craziest thing is that the cops don't know anything. Oh, now there's like more money as a re- uh, reward because they keep, can't you know, they keep not getting anything. Mm-hmm. And so the reward is, it was $15,000 and now it's like 115000 and after the bomb on Sunday, they were just like, we believe we have a serial bomber. And I'm like, I mean, you don't even have any evidence to say that. That's all they keep saying is like, we don't know anything. Yeah. That's all they keep like confirming is that they can't confirm anything. It must make you feel good. Well, I keep looking outside of my, the, the little window to look at uh, the front of my door to see if there's anything out there because we haven't ordered anything but if there's something out there boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. I'm gonna call the cops so fast well I mean if you order a pizza and it shows up in like a box that looks like a cake box or something you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's just what's going on in my neck of the woods mm. as the weather is getting more and more beautiful every day that sucks too because you want to go for a walk yeah I want to go outside and like uh I don't know. I feel like also just like random people by themselves, like a me going on a run is kind of suspicious because I live in a suburban neighborhood. So like, I don't know. Every little thing uh, can be called in as like they're actually saying that. Like if you see anything, say something, call it in. Mm. So they are responding to all the phone calls. Seriously, the city's on high alert. But why Austin of all places? No idea, man. I feel like it could be anywhere. Just happens to be here right now. And I feel like it's, uh, there was, like, within, like, the first or second explosion, a girl on TV was like, uh, I don't know if I can live here anymore. It's just, like, our our world is completely upside down now, and life won't ever be the same. And I was thinking, like, oh, come on. Like, somehow this is going to end. And, like, the DC sniper, you know, people were frightened in that city, but, like, you got to keep moving on. You got to, you got to do life. That's the whole concept behind terror is that, like, they want you to act differently or, like, like be scared or whatever it is like there's something about the idea of tripwires and bombs where it just seems more like is this a terror thing or is this like i don't want to use the word pranksters because people died but i totally get what you mean though yeah someone, someone who's, who's like, fucked up yeah, like it, that, that sounds domestic to me like it's like a hollywood movie thing or something yeah if it wasn't for the fact that the Two of the people where the explosions were, they knew each other. There'd be more credit to the idea that they're just a random joker. But, like, the idea that they are connected is, like, so... Like a movie, like you said. Is someone doing, like, the strings on a map? Yeah, exactly. Like, the first one was northwest, and then the second one was a little south on the east side, and the one was... The third one was a little even more south. Then the other one was on the west side on south. So, like, in my head, I'm like, oh, where's the other one going to be based on the little ring of explosions that are on the map? Like, I'm kind of... Li- it's almost like a, a terrible video game to live in, you know, where you got to, like, solve the clues and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's real fucking life. You know, it fucking sucks. Have you put a map up on your wall? Well, they keep... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the little... <laughs> The little pinpoints in the yard, and I'm doing everything myself, and yeah. I'm like one step ahead of the cops. Yeah, do you see um, send no, your girlfriend just, out? But go, go get some yarn. <laughs> we need. I'm, I'm out of yarn. I'm not going outside. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> um, no, like they, it's all over the news, you know. Like yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've morning, read. afternoon news. Yeah, I see that in my feed here. Bombs. Uh, delete Facebook, and uh, what else? We're supposed to delete Facebook because. Uh, I guess people are surprised that your data is being stolen. Like, 
surprise <laughs> that thing that like happens to everyone on the internet all the time is happening again still like why does everyone act surprised every time there's like this huge data breach and people are like man i can't believe this i'm like why like every week there's a data breach of every single site you've ever been to ever all the time like is there a- has there ever been a site that hasn't been compromised at some point with some data breach like it's it's all the time so i'm not even surprised anymore by this stuff it's like whatever i'm, I'm gonna keep facebook i mean i don't really put too much personal information on facebook but that's the problem is that this whole delete facebook thing is it's all these casuals i guess <laughs> you and i are like facebook plus well, yeah, we- because we use it for like businesses and scheduling podcast guests and like you know that kind of stuff and finding out information about the synthwave world yeah but like for the people who just don't have anything they have their grandmas and cousin posting stupid political garbage all over their facebook and that's the reason why they don't care about it we are in a different market we need facebook <laughs> um speaking of uh playing some music all right you know what yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah. I want you to play music play me a song and then because you're doing the marco role this week so you've picked some songs that i haven't heard so what do you got for me okay and we'll talk about facebook right after so this mm. first track is called vete vete wait <laughs> Oh, I can't talk because it's in Spanish so I think it's like vete vete and the track is Redención but it's the NRZ and Simone remix and it came out uh, like two hours ago on SoundCloud so I'm real brand new in the game but it's cool the song is like synthy and like dancey but it's also in Spanish so I wanted to like highlight more vocals in the synthwave world well since your last name is Mendoza I'm not even gonna try and pronounce it so you just say it again throw to the track as if you're me alright and the next track is Vete, vete. Oh, wait. I guess the first track on Keeping It 80s with Hoo Ha is Vete, vete with Redención, the NRZ and Simone remix. Si 
And that was it's vete vete. I'm saying it weird. <laughs> vete vete. It's my my uh, my C's are turning a little uh, flamboyant. I'm like Redención, the NRZ and Simone remix. If you ever heard it, yes, your C's are turning that way. You ever go to Facebook? <laughs> I'm there all the time, but I'm gonna delete it now. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if like everyone? This is the question that I was gonna bring up. What if everyone? In our synthwave world, did delete Facebook? Would we just have to like become just brands? Because I feel like we're personally connected with a lot of our fans who like what we do on mm-hmm. Facebook and we chat with them. But if that goes away, are we just resorting to texting, uh, texting, tweeting, and Instagramming? Apparently, I don't know anything. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I found my Instagram just seems to function without me doing much of anything. <laughs> it seems against like, Instagram seems cool. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. I use Facebook for. The- that i mean i get a lot of the music submissions sent to me through facebook although i prefer that people do it to the email beyondsynth.gmail.com but uh i don't mind so i wouldn't get rid of it but then i purposely don't do too much personal stuff with my facebook account and like my old facebook account like i have like an old one you know like the first one that's and even that one is under an alias i don't ever post eventually it will close like eventually i have no use for that one i don't do anything with it so i don't know like uh, i understand facebook's use and i get people don't like their data being taken but I mean, I just feel like at this point in time, it's just if there's stuff that's personal to you, man, just don't put it online. Like, sorry, like that's just the world we live in now, man. I know it sucks, but you know, if you want to have like private conversations with people, you got to have actual private conversations with people, you know, like physically, like in the same room and chat that way, you know, and I feel like every other thing you always have to be kind of wary that it's probably going someplace, you know, and that's just the world we live in now. Hey, you send me a track to Hoo-Ha and says, hey, this is private. Don't listen to it. I'm going to put it online. This is my website, hoo leaks with a Z dot org. <laughs> I'm going to put it online and uh, your privacy is null and void when you talk to me, baby. Yeah, I like some Hoo-Ha leaks. Hey, since this is pretty current, this episode, let's just look right here. Facebook markets close down as Facebook drags tech stocks lower. And that story is from NBCPhiladelphia.com. Facebook dropped a whole 6.77% on Monday yep, because of all the news. Is. You know, the uh, Weinstein Company files bankruptcy protection. The Weinstein uh, company lost 6.7% on Monday because of the delete Facebook Draw terms. a scientist test. U.S. children now draw female scientists more than ever. The American science market dropped uh, 6.77% uh, Espe- because of the delete Facebook news. Yeah, especially because of that news story too, eh? <laughs> yeah. Female scientists? Sell, sell, sell. What are you actually, what stock are you selling here? Just sell all my science. Sell it. <laughs> 
female scientists. Andy, are you going to invest in your future? Do you have savings in mind? Not really. Are you going to invest in stocks or like funds? Who are you? Are you aggressive? No, actually. Like, I do have an RRSP, but I don't know really what it is. And whenever I go to the bank, like, I think every year or two, like, I have to have a meeting with some lady and it's always a different one every time. What's an RRSP? What did you say? Re- yeah, I don't know re- what you're talking about. Retirement savings plan. Registered retirement. Oh, okay. plan. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Like, it's whatever. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's, um, it's like the Social Security, whatever. Sure. You know, but with the ones where you do, you go to the bank and you get like a retirement plan and they put your money in stocks for you. Ah. And so whenever we do, whenever we do those, I, I specifically go like, I just don't want to lose the money I put in. So low risk. Like, I don't care. Like, cause they'll show me a stupid chart and be like, you know, even though it dipped in 2008, you, you look at the long-term trend and it's, you know, it's going up. I'm just looking at the lady making jokes the whole time because that's all I can do. <laughs> And there's some people who I love making jokes to who just cannot joke back because they have to maintain. Like, so when I go into bank meetings, like I'll, I'll, she'll be sitting there talking to me about, you know, and you can put this money in. I'm like, yeah, it's just that I really just want to keep sort of channeling my funds to my secret account in the Cayman Islands. And then she says, like, just stare at me and then I'll just keep going to like, <laughs> this is silly me being here. Like, it's just, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not the kind of guy that sits down and be like... So let's see here. See, if I'm investing in futures, you know, I mean, like, obviously I want to put down like a certain percentage in monthly fucking dividends or whatever. Like, I can't do it. I can't even fake it just now with you. What I just said there, I don't think meant anything. So so I have to <laughs> lighten the mood with silliness. But basically, I just I just go like, I just don't want to lose it. Like, so you can show me the chart about growth all you want. But I'm like, look, if if in the end of like 40 years, I, I by putting in $2 a month, there eventually is like, you know, like five grand in that account. I don't want to lose that five grand, right? So if the all stocks dip and everything goes down, I still want to know that there's the the thing I put in and that and then any other growth is just nice. It's like a little present because that's the thing. If you do like low risk, then you don't really, you don't get like huge growth. But then if you have high risk, then you fucking, uh, you know, then when there's like a stock tumble and if that's the year you have to retire... And then the fucking stocks go down. You've just nothing in there. And it's like, sweet. Thanks, bank. Um, if you're looking for a good stock to buy right now, Facebook, it's <laughs> a good time to buy. It went down 6.7% on Monday. Honestly, it probably is a good time to buy because the, the implication that, oh, the data of, you know, like, you know, 50 million users got compromised. How many people use Facebook? I don't know, like a billion. Well, then, fuck, it'll be fine. Facebook's going to be fine. So honestly, maybe it is a good time to buy Facebook because it's just going to go up. Maybe buy it tomorrow or at the end of the week. I was going to say, give it a few days for it to stabilize or for more news to come out. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg is secretly a furry. <laughs> or like you a- the, bad, the bad kind of furry. Are you and I talking about <laughs> stocks? <laughs> I just put my hands over my face. Just like, what is happening? <laughs> Hey, you've got fans who are uh, grown adults who need to make these decisions. Where the hell are they going to get their information from? Any fan of mine who's a grown adult is going to be very fucking upset by the stupidity of the previous segment. Because the fact that (laughs) talking about stocks is one thing, but talking about stocks and not actually knowing anything about stocks... Hey, uh, fuck you. Go check my facts. Facebook did go down 6.77%. Yeah, okay, I know that's true. I'm just talking about the the speculation on my part. It's the one thing that I remember from this week. Here's the important news, okay? You have to know this. (laughs) Tell me, Andy. What's the important news out of all this? Is it Jeff Bezos? Is that how you say it? question the amazon founder it's it's bezos bezos yeah well anyway jeff bezos 
takes a robot dog for a walk. You can read that news story courtesy of Fortune.com. That's the news. Yes, he took a robot. Well, I'm trying to read the ones that are like a lot more pleasant than self-driving Uber kills Arizona woman. So like if I just scroll up and look for the news, that's actually funny. Like kids drawing female scientists. (laughs) 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 Fucking kids. Jesus Christ. Yeah, have you ever seen one? Because, you know. Anyways, do you want to play me a song? (laughs) Yeah, I got some music for you. Sweet, dude. I got some music right here. This is a track by Alwita. Who? Alwita. How do you spell that? Oh, A-W-I-T-W? is literally like the French Celeract LA Dreams. I reached out to him like last... You know, I, I, I get permission from people to play their tracks on the show. And I found his library so overwhelming that it's like every time I go, I really should play one of his tracks because he's he's like, by French Celeract LA Dreams, I mean, he releases a lot of music. Yeah. And he has like... he he's like It's like a new album like every week. And then so every time I go to play one of his tracks, there's like a new album and I listen through it and then I get like flustered and then I... So I don't even think I've ever actually played a track of his even though I have like this like in my playlist there's probably like 40 hours of just his music but anyway well a good guide is to just go with the newest thing so this one came out I think today Mm. and it's called Pole Position by Awito Pole Position by A-W-I-T-W
Alright, and that was A-W-I-T-W with the track Pole Position. Uh, yesterday, I gave my son a haircut. So my wife told me specifically not to. She's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, I think I can do a good job. <laughs> oh, she's like, don't no. do it. No, this story has a happy ending because I did a good job. But like, I chopped my son's arm off. <laughs> well, no, because I wasn't going to give him a bowl cut or anything stupid. Like, he had long hair. Like, his hair was like almost like shoulder length. And he's got like curly hair. And so I, I wasn't going to use the clippers on him or anything. I just wanted to give him a trim. Like, I was going to be very conservative about this haircut so that I didn't fuck up. Right. So I was like, I'm only going to cut like, you know, like an inch off. And then I sort of slowly kind of worked around and maintained the length at the front so you can like comb it back and stuff. I was second guessing myself because I had to do this before my wife got home from work so i'm like we got to do this now like we got to go <laughs> we got to go <laughs> and cut your hair before mommy gets home and then he's like i'm gonna tell mommy you cut my hair and you're gonna get punished <laughs> like, like but he didn't want to go to the hairdressers either so we were sort of it was like a situation where i'm like dude if you don't want to go to the hairdressers like i can do it but you got to let me actually cut your hair so i watched a few i went on youtube quickly and i'm like all right let's just watch like a haircutting tips video i didn't even watch the whole things but what's amazing is I don't know if this is true for everything, but from what I've seen, the trend is click on any video of how to cut hair, and I guarantee you the top comment will be, this person doesn't know what they're doing, or the hair looked better before the haircut. Every top comment is always like, who is this person? They don't know how to cut hair. And I clicked on so many, and that was always the top comment. It's either talking about how the person doesn't know what they're doing, or a joke about how the person looked better before they had their hair cut. <laughs> Try it yourself. Try it yourself right now. Click, click, click. I believe you. Yeah. You, I've been going on YouTube looking for like makeup tutorials for film and TV and for lighting and stuff. I've got a shiny face. I've got an, I'm like, I've like a Jackie Chan complexion. Oh, you know what, dude? There's this cream, but I don't even want to tell you about it. I remember when I had Haley Stewart on the show because she was here. So I brought her out the cream that I use because it's this fucking hundred dollar cream. <laughs> so I, Thank you, Patreon donors. No, it's no, my wife bought it because I won't like the because the, <laughs> I bought it once and I had too much pride. I told this story before, so I don't want to repeat, but just when I was younger, I, I used a cologne that's made by Estee Lauder, mm. and it came and came with a little sample pack of this cream, this face cream. You put this cream on, and it like evens your skin tone, makes your skin not shiny. It's like this fucking, it's magic. Like the cream is magical. So then I went, you know what? This cream is actually pretty good after using the sample bottle. So I go to buy it. I go to Eaton Center, which is like the big mall downtown Toronto. And I go to like, you know, like the rich person fucking makeup store place, you know, with all the creams and the clones and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, can I have that bottle there? You know, this stuff's good. And then she rings it up and it was fucking $100. And this is like 18 years ago or whatever. And I had too much pride to leave. I had too much pride to leave. Like I couldn't back out at that point for some reason. <laughs> but I also didn't really have that kind of money because I was fucking broke. Like I was eating gray burgers that came out of a yellow box and they cooked up gray too. Mm. They were gray when you took them out, and they were gray when they were done. That makes me hungry. <laughs> Yum. And I didn't have the cash, and so I did it anyways, because I'm like, well, I can't back away, because for some reason I'm going to embarrass myself in front of some lady who doesn't know who I am. And I made that bottle last for like seven years, and my wife knows it's a thing I like, so sometimes it's like her luxury gift. She'll buy one of them. But then she started using it because she's like, why do you like it so much? And then now she uses it all. Like, she uses it all, and every time I grab the bottle... Usually I use it before I shoot, like before we... um. <laughs> 
film, yeah. film the show and stuff, I'll put it on because it it almost does the job of makeup because it just once your skin looks nice and smooth, like well, that's what I need. I don't know what they put in it. What's it called? It's Estee Lauder. It comes in like sort of a teal kind of light teal jug jar, tiny little jar. I hate you. You're trying to keep it secret for yourself. No, you can have, have all you want, face. dude. I I just. <laughs> I don't want you to go outside. That's the thing. Like, and I think if you order it online, it's more expensive. I want I want you to stay safe, my friend. Who has a better face than me? No goddamn way. I'm still looking at Facebook here for like funny stories. Is uh, Xi Jinping says China willing to fight bloody battle to regain rightful place in the world? Is that a funny story? That sounds like a scary one. That's a really scary headline. Hmm. All right, I don't like that one. Mm-mm. Let's talk about something else. I cut my own hair. Well, you can cut your own hair if you give yourself a buzz cut. Oh, I do it with... Uh, I've been doing it for like, I don't know, seven or eight years now. Like, I've tried cutting my own hair. I'm good at it. You know what you can do? Like, you do the clippers on the different strengths, and then you can sort of do like a fake kind of fade. And even if it looks kind of weird, in like a week, week, week and a half, it kind of grows into a haircut. Mm-hmm. But as long as you cut it short. Here's what we'll do. I've, I've been getting all my documents together. I got my birth certificate. Got to get my social security card. I lost everything. <laughs> and then I'm going to get my passport. Then I'm going to go to Toronto and we're going to film a synthwave video where I cut your hair. I like none of those things. <laughs> I don't want you here. I don't want to film anything. And you don't want me there. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm going to set something up with Michael, what's his name? Michael Shadow? I don't know what that is. No, Michael Cassette. Do you want to play me a song? Who's the guy by you? Play me a song. <laughs> He's like, and I just made a song and we put out a remix and had Andy pick it. Oh, Michael Oakley. He's like Niagara Falls. Is that where he is? So fairly close to you? Like an well, hour away from you? No, it's, it would it's still a drive where where he's at would still take him several hours all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna book a show with him and dana jean phoenix and you're gonna see it on instagram and you're gonna be like where the fuck wasn't i invited are you gonna play me a song (laughs) no i'm plotting a fake pre-vengeance against you fucking fake pre-vengeance jeff bezos walked a robot dog and here i am talking to you (laughs) you already said that stupid story listen we got music it's called last hope by earmake
was Last Ho by Earmake. And that is Ahuha's third pick of the week. We can probably wrap this up. Do you have anything else you want to say to me? Yeah, I want to plug uh, March 27th. What's that? Retro Promenade. I'll be releasing a new album by a cool guy named Netrunner from Canada. Netrunner. From Alberta, Calgary. Wait, how long did it take you to fucking arrange that? Didn't you just, like, meet him last week? No. We've been talking for a while. What, two weeks? <laughs> Maybe. No, no, we've been talking for, like, a while, while. How did you know we we're talking at all? What are you talking about? Because you had him on your fucking show, idiot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just kept everything under wraps. <laughs> Forgot about that. It's coming out next Tuesday on retropromenade.bandcamp.com. Netrunner. Is there anything else? Netrunner. Netrunner with a V. Netvana. Netvana. He likes the little matzo ball soup. I was watching old clips of uh, Sesame Street, and I think the count now, I mean, obviously, like, all the original voice cast is, like, not doing their voices anymore. I mean, some of them are dead. <laughs> Just the way you said that. What in the hell? I mean, some of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No respect well, for the. Well, that's why they're not doing the voice. Because I think Count died while he was still the Count. But the original Count has almost like a cartoony Jewish voice. Yeah, he does. Because if you actually watch like clips of like 70s Count, it's a very different voice than like what the Count is like now. But And even the music is kind of Jewish. Yeah, it's super Jewish music. Like the one where he wants to count and he tells you that he loves to count. I count the bats up on the wall. Yeah, and I don't know. What's the instrument? Like when you say uh, it's like Jewish music, there's a particular instrument that you always hear. It, I feel like there's like a harmonica or like an accordion or something. Because I know there's like there's certain instruments when you hear them, you just instantly just like, oh, this is like that music when you see when there's like a Jewish wedding in a movie and people are like propped up on chairs and there's that music. Like, yes. lin, 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 but it, like if I sing it, it's going to sound like I'm doing the Italian music. I, I feel like it's an accordion because when you just did that, like nin, 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 it also has like the same instrument from like Hava, Nagi, La Hava. Klezmer Trio. It looks like a there's a oh wait it's like a type of music it's a musical tradition yeah because when i see people playing klezmer what it is is like a guy with an accordion and a dude with a fucking flute and i'm telling you bro it's an accordion maybe it is everyone in the chat room will already have known this (laughs) everyone was already ahead of us they're already moving on to jeff bezos and his robot dog already okay i need to see a picture of that robot dog I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big uh, Doctor Who fan. Oh. He had a robot dog called Canine, but it didn't have legs. But he had a laser gun. Oh, it's one of those fucking Boston Dynamics things. Oh, yeah, it looks like a... Oh, shit, he's lucky that thing didn't fucking leap on top of him and fucking blow his head off. Do a backflip off of his shoulders. (laughs) Yeah. Those things can do anything now. Why is it that I don't feel like this is as cool as it is horrifying? Like, the way you see it move... Because it, it kind of looks like a scary insect. Yeah. Like, it's got weird insect legs, like fly legs. Well, especially that one that, like, opens the door when it's got, like, this fourth arm that, like, comes off its back and, like, this thing spins around the door handle and it's like, and it opens the door for the other dog and you're just like, fuck me. Like, the second video where the guy kicked the damn thing and it didn't fall over and it was like, I don't care if you kick me, I'm still going to open the door. Or whatever it was. Or, like, he tried to pull it by its leg, and it was like, I don't care if you pull my leg. The robot spoke to him, too. <laughs> Beep, borp, zorp. Kill all humans. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, listen, man. Do you have another song, or? Yeah, well, let's play that song. Let's play a song from the Netrunner release. That'll be my last song. Okay, cool, man. And then I'll send it over to you. Yeah. But it's Netrunner. Retro Promenade presents Episode 1. This is The Ark by Netrunner. Thank you. 
And that was The Ark by Netrunner. Special promotion by Hoo-Ha. SoundCloud.com slash Hoo-Ha. See, I know you're laughing, but it sounds like you're like about to hork something up. <laughs> That's how it registers in my ear. All right, listen. Uh, it's been fun having you on. Come back again. Oh, is it over? Oh, you know you. Thanks for filling in for Marco on such short notice. Yes, thank you. All right, and that was Keeping It 80s with Mike Mendoza. And uh, and that was fun. It's always fun to chat with Mike. And uh, that whole segment was brought to you by my $5 Pattersons, Brad Neiman, Facehugger, Marco Cranendon, Corey Valentine, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, Barons of Santa Carla, and Raul Pud. Uh, thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. So I thought maybe I'd play another track, and uh, and then we'll end the show this week. So this was uh, a cool song, or at least it is a cool song, by Kimo Timo, and this is Borealis. <laughs>
And that was Borealis by Kimo Timo. And that's neat. That guy makes some neat tunes. And that was brought to you by uh, my awesome $5 Pattersons, man. There's Tristan Waits, Dana Jean Phoenix, Stu M, Night Raptor, Simon Norberg, Matthew Lister, Dougie Fresh, Bobby B, Cunning Corvid, Roman, Joe and Lando, and Kai. Thank you all for supporting Beyond Synth. And that is the show for this week. So I want to thank everybody for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, tell people to listen, man. I'm trying to spread the word, and I'm a really terrible businessman, and I don't know how to do that. So look, if you listen to the show, and uh, you know, like you're not a patron or anything, but you still want to know, like, hey, how can I like support the show? Just share it. And if there's a reason why you won't, let me know what it is. Like, if there's something, like, I've been thinking about this because I'm so terrible at marketing. But it could also be that this show is a guilty pleasure for people. And they don't want to admit that they listen to it publicly. And maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe they're like, you know, if you just did an episode where you didn't swear so much, I'd share it. But I don't want my grandma to see or something like that. You know, then maybe I can do like a very special episode that's designed specifically to be easily shareable as a like a Trojan horse. So I can sneak the podcast in and then when people least expect it, they're hooked on this great show. Or maybe no one gives a shit. That's okay, too. Anyways, listen, thanks for listening to the show. Tune in next week. Since we missed Marco this week, I'll see about maybe getting him to come on next week to do just a quick little segment because, you know, we miss Marco. Now that we're doing every other week, when when a week gets skipped, I feel like it's like a long time, right? So, and I want to talk to him, man. I miss his Australian voice, and that's all I know. So you guys have a lovely weekend. Oh, I should point out, as of recording this, the guy who is planting bombs in Austin, where Mike lives, uh, blew himself up. So I think Mike is okay now, and everything I think is is okay as okay as it can be when a story ends with some crazy bomb guy blowing himself up. But look, the point is, I think Mike is, is going to be okay. And I think you guys are all going to be okay too. And have a lovely weekend, and I'll talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synth music chat show there is. You know it. Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth. If you would like to support Beyond Synth, please visit patreon.com forward slash Beyond Synth. And don't forget to check out Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram. If you want to submit your music for the show, please email it to beyondsynth at gmail.com. Have a lovely day.